Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of our show and duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 60 square miles of fun on the water. CastleRock-Petenwell.com. And by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, WoodsideRanch.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll get a Lake Michigan fishing report from Captain Dumper Dan Welch. We'll learn about canoe trips to the Boundary Waters from Now Outdoors outfitter Nick Gordon. And Eric Prince invites us up to Florence County, Wisconsin for July 4th activities and hikes to wild waterfalls. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 WTSO, and anytime at all on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, LakeLink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, or other platforms. And joining us now on the road is Pat Hasberg. He's the proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive in Madison, but He's taking a little busman's holiday today. Pat, thanks for joining us, and thanks for taking the time out of your day off. Yeah, no problem. Always a pleasure to be here, Dan. So you are on your way to do what? Band some Purple Martins? Yeah, I'm a member of the Madison Audubon here, and we had an opportunity to help do some Purple Martin bandings. We're going to be north of Poinette. They have a couple of Amish farms, Amish love Purple Martins, and they have beautiful Purple Martin houses, and they have an expert from the Purple Martin Association that comes in and uh, helps band uh, baby chicks, and so we'll help transport the baby Purple Martins from their houses to get banned and put them back. It's, it should be a great time. I got my two boys with Just make a little trip of it, a little family trip. Well, that's great. Yeah, we had Les Rines on recently talking about uh, Martinfest, which... I think that's coming up, I think that's this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've lost track of my days and weekends with the with the smog. I think it's getting into my brain. Have you had a lot of smoke down in the Madison area? Boy, it's crazy today, especially. We have a lot of smoke in the area. Yesterday, people were talking about not being able to see across Lake Mendota, but this morning, I couldn't even see out of Warner Bay on Lake Mendota. So it was, it's, been, it's really thick today. Is it affecting the fishing, do you think? I don't think so. I mean, maybe other than breaking up the sun a little bit and heating the water, I, you know, folks are still getting plenty of fish around town, that's for sure. Yeah, I listened to your last report, and it looks like the problems with the algae are not as great as they were, but now the water's warm. Yeah, the water's been jumping up in temperature. It is nice and clear in, in most locations. Uh, it, you know, there's still little patches of algae that'll pop up here and there, but for the most part, the water's clear and, and the fish are in a great mood. Well, good. Well, let's take a quick tour around the lakes. Let's start with Mendota. Panfish um, action pretty good now? Yeah, bluegills are uh, just finishing up on their beds, so they're either still guarding beds or are hungry after the spawn, so... Look for those fish shallow, even out to 10, even 15 feet of water. The last couple of days, I've been getting reports of some good perch catches coming off the lake. Anywhere you can find a nice defined weed edge, you're going to be likely to find some perch in there. And, and so that bite's always exciting this time of year. And, you know, there's tons of walleyes and smallmouth have been biting great on midbike humps and, and near breaks. And there's just a ton of pike out there, too. So a lot of good fishing on the right now. All right, and how about Monona? You know, 
kind of the same deal down there, although the, the spawn is after the bluegills are a little, is a little further along. So, um, the, you know, the bluegills are you maybe looking 10 to 15 feet of water near the bottom. It's a great place to find those fish on Monona. Monona is just a bluegill factory. So there's a lot of fish to be caught out there. The musky bite's been turning on, too. I've seen a few reports on social media. Uh, some nice fish coming off the lake there, too. So, yeah, I, I heard the recent tournament, the uh, PMTT, uh, produced a few really nice muskies. Yeah, the biggest was 52 and three quarters, I think. And that's, yeah, that's in anybody's book a, a very, very nice fish. That is a hog, for sure, yeah. Wabisa, panfish, walleyes, what's going on down there? Uh, kind of the same deal as Monona. The, the, the bluegills are done spawning down there, so they're out in a little bit deeper water in their post-spawn moods. haven't heard a ton in the way of walleye, but... You know, they are catching some trolling this time of year out from the Babcock Park um, near the rock pile on the on the south uh, west side over there. So, uh, yeah, Wabisa's been fishing great, and, and a couple muskies coming up there, too, from what I hear. Oh, good. And Kigansa? Well, you know, usually uh, I, I, I always have mixed reports about Kigansa, but the fishing down there has actually been pretty great lately. You know, just like Mendota, if you can find a good weed line, you'll likely find some fish. Uh, there have been a lot of nice bluegills coming out of there lately, and the lonely bites have been great. And the, and, and the, wall, uh, the water down there has just been crystal clear. So, uh, yeah, the Kigansa has been uh, fishing really well this last week or so. Oh, good. And your last report said the Rock River and Koshkanong didn't have a lot of news, but walleyes and catfish are probably a good option there. That's right, yeah. Um, you know, the, I've heard about some flathead catfish showing up in Indian Ford and the Jefferson Dam. And, yeah, I hadn't heard much personally on, on Koshkanong, but, you know, this time of year, crawler harnesses are hard to beat for walleyes. How about the smaller lakes, Beaver Dam, Crystal, Fox? You hear anything about those? Beaver Dam has a great eater catfish bite going on right now. So those fish under 20 inches, there's a, a lot of them up there, and I know the walleye anglers appreciate anybody that can come up there and clean out the catfish population. Crystal Lake's been having a great yellow bass bite going on right now, and the uh, crappie bite at night on Crystal's been good. Now, I haven't fished that lake in a number of years. It was a good bass lake at one point. I don't know if it still is. There's good bass in there. I think, you know, those numbers might have tapered off some, but, you know, those big stump fields on the one end there, yep. it's a great place to chase that. Yep. Okay. And the Wisconsin River, I've been in touch with Ron Bearfield, who's fishing it, and in fact, he's out this week, but the water's pretty low now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I said on my phone report, it's, it's more like with the Wisconsin Creek right now. Yeah. It's so yeah. low. It's just, there's more sand out there than there is water. Yeah, real low levels, but you know, that in a way, that helps fishing because it helps concentrate the fish. Speaking of low water, how about trout streams? Trout fishing has been good. Uh, this time of year, we're going to want to watch the uh, temperatures of the water. So if they go over 67 degrees, they ask people to, you know, give the trout a break. The water's been low and clear in those creeks, too. And I was just out. I had a good day Sunday fishing a, a little flying ant pattern. Caught a bunch of trout. And so terrestrials this time of year are a real good bet for trout. And you mentioned a website on your report that has detailed information on water temperatures and their impact on trout. If people take a look at last week's report, that's where you have that information. It's really good info, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's important to, you know, when, when it's okay to fish trout and, and when you should be giving them a break. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to let you go here, but you've got bait, I presume? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Everything anybody needs to get out on the water, that's huh? for sure. All right, and your store hours? Six to six every day, but Sunday we close at five, but open at six a.m. in the morning. All right. Well, Pat, thanks for that report. Enjoy your day with the Purple Martins, and we'll catch up with you again sometime soon. Thanks so much.
Stan. Always a pleasure. You bet. Pat Hasberg with the Madison Report on the road uh, this time, but his shop is open, and uh, you can stop in there on the weekend. DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive, dsbait.com on the web, and DNS Bait and Tackle on Facebook. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678 or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area and southeast Wisconsin. Michael Hupe is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers. He's offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit Milwaukee Crime Stoppers. 
Well, joining us now, this time from Wisconsin Rapids again. It's been a while. <laughs> back from back from his latest walleye tournament, Jeff Kelm. Well, my goodness, you have been all over the map this past month. Where were you last weekend? I was in Pickstown, South Dakota. Uh, it's a spot kind of in between Wagner, Pickstown, and Lake Andes. And uh, bonus points if you can find those on a map without Google. Boy, I would have a hard time, I think. I know Watertown, I know Aberdeen, I know uh Sure, sure. Those are, and the those Black are, Hills. Uh, yeah. Right, right. And those are certainly landmarks. I wouldn't call Pickstown a lands a landmark, but uh <laughs> yeah. uh Lake Francis Case, which is part of the Missouri River system, um has a lot of small towns alongside of it and Pickstown is one of them and we held a uh, National Walleye Tour event uh in that area and it was quite successful in fact, Dan. I'd be willing to bet if you asked every one of the anglers there, including guys like Gary Parsons and Keith Cavias, guys that have been done this a long time, it was probably the largest crowd we've ever had for a, a weigh-in at a walleye fishing tournament. It was huge. Uh, hundreds of people there to, to watch, uh, folks weigh in. And, uh, it was a good time. It was, uh, uh, it was a tough event for a lot of the anglers, including some of those top names. Uh, but the name that came out on top has gotten quite familiar, uh, to, uh, walleye anglers across the land. And that is Dwayne Jelm. And yep. he has, uh, won, well, I think it's four boats in the last year and a half. Oh my goodness. Um, and, uh, he won one, uh, at the national team championship that I awarded him, uh, last year. And now, uh, I got a chance to, uh, hand over the keys to another one this last weekend. Wow. Were Parsons and Cavias there? Yeah. So Parsons and Cavias were there. Parsons did get a chance to cash a check. Cavias Really struggled at this event. Uh, he, he had a, a, a decent pattern coming into the event. He figured, you know, if he, if he weighed 25 pounds or so, he would be able to cash a check. Um, he, he, he didn't even make it to 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, we had a, a storm come through on the day of registration that kept a lot of the anglers off the water. And I think enough change came by through that system that came through that really threw anglers off. Yeah, and that'll do it. A weather change, if you have been pre-fishing and you have a pattern, no matter what you know, the fish typically are not in the same place when the weather changes, are they? Yeah, not in the same place. They may not eat the same thing. Um, it just changes the dynamic of the the body of water. And, and uh, you know, those that maybe are more familiar with the Missouri River system, though each pool is unique, um, but there are just some things that happen in some places of the country that you can kind of hone in on, uh, on, on what you need to do to be able to catch the right fish. And, and, and Dewey did it, uh, within not even a mile away from the launch. I mean, he was super close to the launch, um, knew where his big fish were going to be and went there, uh, each of the two days and caught him, uh, each time. Wow. Well, that's great. Well, did your chickens recognize you when you came back finally? <laughs> chickens did and the dog did and, uh, really, uh, were, were pretty, you know, fortunate to have some friends that look in on the place every now and then. And, and, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, 30 some odd meat birds on pasture right now. We've mm-hmm. got, you know, 20 some egg layers after I had 14 of them get picked off by, by predators already this year. Oh my. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, we're keeping a closer tabs on, on them as well. But, uh, fortunately we've got, uh, friends that stop by and, 
everything's running along now. We we're 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 definitely into summer now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we have been struggling with the weather as everyone here in Wisconsin has. I think we've totaled a half inch of rain in the last month or month and a half. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. watering everything. Dead eye squash plants are up, which is good, but boy, she's watering them almost daily and she's got sixty hills with four plants in each hill. So you can do the math and see how many buckets of water sure. that takes. <clears throat> Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> um, and let's see, I have pretty much just been laying low and doing chores and uh, doing a little bit of fishing. I was up on the Black River just exploring some of the landings there, and I have not floated that in the Black River Falls area, but I'm going to. I was up there for the elk collaring event a couple of weeks ago, and afterwards I, I did a little, a little <laughs> recon, uh, you could say, I guess, so... But I'm looking forward to Ballard's Black Island. You know, we have only two spots left to fill in that trip. And, um, yeah, they, they may fill before this wow. air. So as of Thursday night, when we're recording this, there are two spots left. It's September 11 through 15. We are fishing three full days with guides, complete package, guides, boats, bait, tackle, lodging. All the meals are included. Great breakfasts and dinners at the lodge, shore lunches on the water uh, prepared by our native guides, and it's a complete package that costs $1,500 a person, but you get everything. Just show up with the right clothes for September weather, and my friends from Stormy Cromer are coming, and they are bringing some gifts for everybody. You can imagine what those are going to be. If you're interested in that, go to blackisland.com. Click on the Trips tab, and you'll find my name and all the info you need. Coming up, Eric Prince of Florence County Economic Development invites us to come up for the 4th of July with a series of events going on in Florence County. Nick Gordon of Now Outdoors Expedition Company previews two trips he's leading to the Boundary Waters in August, and as always, we'll hear from Captain Dumper Dan Welch about the fantastic fishing going on in Lake Michigan off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. 
Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time for another Lake Michigan fishing report for the Sheboygan area, sponsored as always by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, located right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com and on Facebook at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. You'll find this report and all the reports that we do this summer posted on that Facebook page. Also brought to you this week by Craft 30, 908 Michigan Avenue in Sheboygan and on Facebook at Craft 30 Bar. Well, joining us again for this report is Captain Dumper Dan Welsh. Dan, welcome back. You bet, Dan. Uh, glad to be back. Fishing's been a whole lot of fun on the big lake, let me tell you. It's been a good time out there and some awesome weather as well. It's been calm for the most part. I mean, the whole month of June was just fantastic. I mean, nice calm conditions, sunny skies, you know, just a good start to summer here the whole month of June. We did have a couple of north wind days, you know, out of the whole month, but for the most part, the rest of it was really flat, calm, and gorgeous. The water temp warmed up nice. A lot of activity on the lake, Dan. There's a lot of boats out there. I mean, private anglers, sailboats, charter boats. I mean, good to see. Well, what are you catching? Right now, we're targeting mainly king salmon for the most part. We went from, you know, that hot May coho bite into more king salmon fishing. But we are getting variety. We are catching coho, rainbow, lake trout, and king salmon. But a lot of our sets that we're trolling are for kings, and we're catching them. Quite a few of this last week and a half, two weeks, came in in the 25 to 28-pound class. We had six of them go in our freezer to the taxidermist. The biggest was 28.7, and then we had a couple 25s, a couple 27s, and another 26-pounder. So they're getting bigger. There's a lot of bait out there. They're going to continue to get bigger, and they, they fight hard. The water's nice and cool, and they're fun to catch, Dan. How far offshore are they? We got them dialed in pretty tight, to be honest with you. 100 foot of water to about 125 has been good. I've been out too here running a boat as well and, and out in the Ravalo a few times with friends and stuff and all our charter boats have been working that 100 to 125 straight out in south of town. My favorite number on the graph has been 117 feet of water. I've been working that pretty hard and doing really well. It's really unique, Dan, because you get out there and you troll north-south pattern. You kind of hold a depth and you hold troll north, troll south, but walls of bait fish on the bottom, they're from 117 up to about 85 feet, so 30, 40 feet of bait fish, and right above them are big king salmon hook marks, and that's where we're catching them. We're catching them like 50 to 75, 80 feet down right now. Fantastic. Well, what are you catching them on, Dan? Flasher fly combinations are always good. The 8-inch rotating flasher, salmon candy makes some Pro King, Stinger, E-Chip, a lot of different colors. I mean, it's endless, the colors. Keep changing until you find something that works for you. 8-inch rotating flasher, 
green fly, big treble hook on it. Uh, make sure you got a good hook on it because they'll bend that sucker straight, boy, when they fight. But they hit hard like a ton of bricks. And we're running them on wire. Dipsies are our best. Downriggers are good. And then copper setups, 150, 200, 250, and 300 coppers are all working well on a planer board. So nice spread of equipment down there. We're getting them down where the fish are and trolling at about a 2.2 to 2.3. Speed has been about the best there is current out there. We've been getting more going south and north. you got to keep changing your speed going north until you get bit because of the current. It's a lot of fun. Get out there. Run some high birds, too. Stuff up high in the top 30, 40-foot range. You'll get some coal and rainbow, too. With some, you know, Throw some spoons out on your outside boards, and you'll get some action on top, too. Fantastic. Well, Dan, do you have openings yet for July? We're, we're into July now. Uh, how does that look? I do. June, we filled up pretty tight. It was good to see. It was kind of a slow start this year with the bookings like in April, May because of the long winter and a lot of snow and ice, you know, in Minnesota and all over the place, thawing out kind of late this year. So, but phone rang really good in June. We filled everything up pretty tight. Now, July, we do have openings, Dan. Uh, good question. But get your reservations into me. That is filling fast, too. And we're already taking a lot of reservations for August, September. So my number, 920 1147. That's 920 You'll talk to me direct, Dumper Dan, and I'll get you out here and get you set up with fishing, lodging, and anything in between. All right. Is pure fishing done for now? Kind of, yeah, Dan. I haven't seen too much pure activity. Um, obviously, we go by the piers endlessly every day. And yeah. There's people out there fishing. There's guys jigging on the end of the North Pier. I saw them catch some coho the other day, so there's probably some coho around, and I'm sure there's some kings around, but Everything for us has been, you know, about a mile and a half to two miles offshore. We don't have to go far to get to them. The reason why is the bait moved out there. You know, the bait was in close in May, but now it's a couple miles offshore. So it's always worth trying the pier, the shoreline, North Point. But right now, everything's been out just a little bit farther than that. All right. Well, our second sponsor this week is Craft 30. They're located on Michigan Avenue. And according to their Facebook page, they had quite the party for solstice, uh, actually after the solstice last weekend. Were you there? Yeah, I was. My wife and I went down and wanted to check it out. I think it was a couple of days, but we went on the last day and ran into our mayor and had a good time with him. He was there. He kind of got that all set up. And what a great idea on Michigan Avenue. They had the street blocked off and a band there and entertainment, obviously. And Craft 30 had like a removable wall that opens up the front of their place. So it's like you're inside, but you feel like you're outside. So it was a pretty nice setup. And yeah, I went down there for a couple hours. It was a good time. Place was very busy. Yeah, I guess they were busy, and they have a kitchen that's pretty busy now, too, right? They do. They started that this past winter, and they got a nice menu, a nice kitchen, good food. Pool tables, they got a nice diamond pool table in there. They have a valley pool table, dartboards, gambling machines, 30 different styles of beer, and then always your regular beers and light beers and soda and water and what have you. But nice place, and they do have entertainment inside the uh, facility, too, during the week at times. So it's a neat place to check out, Dan. It really is, and there's things to do there while you're there, and you can grab something to eat as well. All right. Yeah, and that's where their name comes from, Craft 30, with their 30 mm -hmm. craft beers that they offer. It yep, would, absolutely. A lot of different flavors and a lot of good flavors. It would take me a while to sample them all, I'm sure. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Dan, we got to let you go, but we will yep. touch base again in two weeks. And I appreciate that report. I'm glad the fishing's good, and we hope it continues fantastic into July and August. Yep, we'll be here. Thanks again, and looking forward to see what the rest of the summer's going to do here for us. All right. We'll talk again soon.
You bet. Take care. Thank you. You too. Captain Dumper Dan Welch with the Lake Michigan Report from Sheboygan. His Facebook page has this report and lots of photos of everything going on there. That's Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And on the web, you'll find him at DumperDan.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at DanSmallOutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is adventure guide and outfitter Nick Gordon. Nick is the owner of Now Outdoors Expedition Company, and he's led people to backcountry adventures throughout Wisconsin, to the Boundary Waters, Mount Everest, the Andes of Peru, and the Amazon jungles of Colombia. His website is nowoutdoors.org. And he joins us now, outdoors, <laughs> in the backyard of his home base in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, Nick, welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for joining us again. Hey, Dan, it's great to be here. Hey, your adventures remind me of that song, I've Been Everywhere, Man. I mean, you haven't been everywhere, but you get around. Yeah, that would be accurate, yeah. We we try to do a, a pretty good variety of things, you know, backpacking, paddling, mountains, jungles, all sorts of different things. Is there a favorite place you've been to? Oh, man. I think one of my favorite places here in the Midwest is the Boundary Waters. You know, a couple of years ago, it was designated as a, the world's largest dark sky sanctuary. So I was up there a couple weeks ago, and fantastic fishing, fantastic weather. I love it up there. Outside of the U.S., it's tough. I think my trip to Peru that I run about every year, we've got one on the calendar right now for next summer. It's Machu Picchu, Inca Trail, Rainbow Mountains. We do Alcangate Mountain Trek as well. And what I love down there is if you look at the, the mountains, like the Colorado Rockies, you know, that area, the mountains are a lot more gray and snow and I think a lot more, you know, dusty trails and just very rugged. Where we go in Peru, some of these places, even way above treeline, they're still incredibly lush and green and there's springs flowing. It's a whole different feel. And then over in Nepal, it's very steep, gorgeous. You wake up in Nepal and you look out your window and you'll see, you know, eight of the biggest mountains on the entire planet just outside of your, your one window. Wow. And it makes you feel like you're the most insignificant little speck of a, of a thing on the planet. And it, it's kind of a cool feeling to just feel so tiny. And because you're at high altitude, you, you're not looking up at the mountains so much as you're looking out at them because you're already, you know, maybe you're, you're sleeping at 15,000 feet. So it's, it's a really cool feeling to just be up there in all of that. I do have a soft spot for the mountains when I'm outside the country. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Boundary Waters designated as uh, a dark sky sanctuary, I think is the word you used. Yeah. What does that mean, no. and what's the significance of it? What that means is, and I think it's the most recent dark sky sanctuary designation. I think it was 2021 that they, they named it that. So dark sky sanctuary is a location that has virtually no light pollution from nearby towns, cities, traffic, things like that. It's over a million square acres of wilderness area. It's a great place for seeing the night sky. So, I mean, we have a Boundary Water trip coming up in early August, 
and our trip runs the entire span of the Perseid meteor shower. Like, there's a reason I, I got a trip that week. I, I plan to be out there for the most amazing light show in the night sky for that entire week that I've ever seen. I usually do a, a different trip, you know, maybe a backpacking or a local paddle trip uh, around that time. But this year, I really wanted to get to the Boundary Waters. So we're, we've got a few signed up, and there's a couple spots left. But I plan to be up there for the first season early August. It should be a great show. Now, you've got another trip in August. To, or I think it's August, right? Back to the Boundary Waters? Yeah, yeah. We have one in later August as well. There's two different routes. One of them is a sort of a point-to-point route um, on some smaller lakes. They're pretty well protected from wind, a lot of wildlife in this area, probably more than I've seen in a lot of other spots up there. And then the other route is a lot of big lakes, but minimal portaging. It's about almost 50 miles, and there's four short portages on the whole the whole route. So, you know, nice, nice big paddle days. And our, our trips are seven days on the water, so there's plenty of time to find a good pace and have a layover day and, and um, you know, kind of kick back out there. We also do a lot of fishing out there. Every trip we find different routes that we like, and August is a great time to go. So the bugs should be starting to fizzle out when we get up there and, and you know, cooler nights. Yeah. Now, you mentioned fishing and portaging. So what what's a typical week, if there is such a thing? What does a typical trip involve? What all do you do? I'm not based in the Boundary Waters. There's a lot of amazing outfitters that have been up there for, for a long time, and, and I work with a lot of them for lodging and, and gear sometimes. Uh, but because I live in southeastern Wisconsin, I haul a lot of my stuff up there. I haul our, we have our own canoes. Um, all of our own paddle gear, but we get people on trips from all over the place. And so because a lot of folks are coming from a distance, we usually meet on the first night and I've got a lodge booked for us to stay. So for our trips uh, coming up, we all drive up on a Saturday, get there in time for dinner somewhere in town. We meet up, have dinner, we'll go and get our permits and any last minute things, fishing licenses if somebody needs those or, or some last minute gear items. And then in the morning, we've got all of our stuff ready to go, so we go and put in the water and start our trip. Some trips, you know, maybe some more portaging up front. I think, well, our, our first August trip will have a few portages on that first day. That can be a little, little challenging, but once we get out there, the route opens up a little bit. We've got some nice big lakes to, to hang out on and beautiful islands. Most of our trips are typically 45, 50 miles-ish, and we try to have some nice layover day options in there. We used to do our trips over five days, and this year we increased it by a couple, just just to have more time to kick back. You know, if we've got some bad weather someday, we might hang out and do a layover. In the morning, you know, we wake up, have a nice hearty breakfast, hit the water, try to find a place by early afternoon, set up camp, and folks can swim or fish, or even, there's even, you know, places to go and hike and explore and uh, all sorts of things. Lunches can be sometimes on the go depending on how far we're going that day. We keep them pretty quick and easy, usually no cooked lunches. And then dinners, we've got a reputation for amazing food. You know, like on our recent Boundary Water trip, we were doing take fajitas day five, and we were doing burgers. And, you know, I've been making really amazing freeze-dried meals for a couple years now. We've got burgers that weigh nothing that rehydrate in, you know, three minutes or so, and they taste as fresh as you just made them uh, yourself here at home. So we've got our hearty dinners, and then... You're so far north, too, this time of year that it's still light out at 10 o'clock. You can still see and, and hang out. It's a pretty amazing place to be. Yeah, I've been up there. It is an amazing place. And food is important when you're traveling anywhere, but especially in the backcountry. You need to have nutritional and hopefully a tasty and enjoyable food, uh, not just something that fills you up. Right. I know a lot 
of people on the AT right now hiking this summer, and I know how they're eating out there. There's a saying, uh, how, how does it go? Some people eat to live, some live to eat. And I've heard this phrase, you probably heard it too, that, you know, food is fuel. If you hike a lot of extra miles, it's going to taste better at the end of the day, like all that. You know, I, I think there's some truth to that, and I've actually had the opportunity to outfit some serious world expeditions. There's a Last summer, I helped to supply meals for a kayak trip, World for Circumnavigation, North America, uh, by kayak, and I got to feed a crew for a couple months on that. I really think that at the end of the day, the food can be delicious. It doesn't need to be, you know, just getting by and just feel for the body. I really enjoy coming up with, with amazing meals for us out there. We'll do a, you know, rotisserie chicken and gravy or potatoes with fire roasted corn. That whole meal for eight people, you know, might weigh two and a half pounds tops. And one thing too, when we were out there, you know, we've got these wildfires going on right now in Canada. For most of the trip, we, we were pretty smoke free. The wind was blowing all that Ontario smoke to the east. But we had one day, our layover day, smoke was coming in real thick down to us. And they didn't have a fire ban for most of our trip. I think it was two days before the end, we got noticed by my Garmin satellite device that there was a fire ban now. So when I'm out there, as much as I love campfires, I do bring enough fuel to use our backpacking stoves, use our MSR stoves in case I need to feed everybody and we can't have a fire. So when you've got meals like the ones I packed for our trips where we just have to boil water, it saves a lot of fuel, it saves a lot of time, and we don't have to actually boil the water if, it's, if we pre-filter it. So let's say that we're trying to save on fuel. Uh, we can heat water up, and my meals, they rehydrate so quick that it doesn't really take a whole lot. No burnt pot bottoms and just a little, little more efficient. It sounds like you've got it figured out, and that's important because um, things can go wrong on any trip, but when you're out someplace where you're committed to this six, eight-day trip in a wilderness area, you've got to be self-sufficient and be prepared for anything that might come along. Yeah, I remember last summer following a couple of big trips. One was for sure in the Boundary Waters. Uh, there might have been two in the Boundary Waters. I remember reading online this group was out for a 250-mile paddle trip. It might have been like a border route. They were maybe halfway through, and they had to call it quits because their water filter stopped working. They must have had like an MSR-style stove or some sort of a pump for their stove, and the plastic plunger on the pump broke. Ooh. So they canceled the rest of their trip. And I thought, I mean, yeah, you know, they can get a fire going and they can boil water over a fire. and But they didn't have any backup plan. I mean, whether it's leaf drops or, or tablets or, you know, and so, I mean, to put all, all your faith into certain pieces of gear, you have to be prepared for if things fail. And things will fail. It can be a real challenge. And so you have to kind of think about what could fail. So like in my case, I've got these MSR stoves. Well, they've got O-rings. O-rings can fail sometimes, oh, yeah. so I bring a spare. And for on-the-go, uh, I like to use a pump-style filter. So we use the MSR Guardian filters. And But in camp, instead of having to go down by the water and lean over and pump water and maybe there's mosquitoes or whatever, uh, we use gravity filters around camp. So we fill up a couple of 10-liter bags, hang them from a tree. They have these little gravity things on there. And we keep those pretty clean, but those gravity filters have little plastic nipple caps on the ends where the hoses connect. If you drop one funny, it could probably crack. Uh-huh. So we have a couple of pieces of those, you know. Yeah. Just you, you never know what can happen. And I've actually had one of those break on a trip once. You got to be prepared for stuff like that. But a lot of it, you know, you kind of learn through trial and error sometimes, and you know, do, you always do the best you can. 
Yeah, and it sounds like your trips are well organized and well planned and uh, well outfitted, which is important. Well, we're going to have to let you go here in just a minute or so, but if you could sum up your philosophy of outdoor adventure, what would you say? My philosophy is really in order to get people to want to protect nature or be able to go out and, and enjoy it in a way that, that I do, the best way to sort of build that relationship with the outdoors is to get people out there participating in nature. And what's that saying? Familiarity breeds love. I remember back in college, people would say, hey, will you donate money to go clean up the beach by Lake Michigan? And I'd say, well, I don't have money to give you, but I'll go and donate some time maybe and, and help out. Maybe I can help organize a little of this, a little of that. When I get people out in the woods, I try to lead by example and show good stewardship and help people connect with nature in a, in a way that's meaningful for them, whether they're a hunter and they want to go out farther with less weight on their back or they want to be a paddler or they want to learn how to get out for the first time. I want to help people find a way that works for them to be able to do what they love so they can go out there and, and just do it. I think that kind of activity is really what, what we need to be able to keep these wild places available for those of us that love to do this sort of thing. That's a great philosophy, Nick. I want to talk about winter, but we're out of time. Will you join us again, and we'll talk about your winter outings? Absolutely. Well, Nick, thanks for joining us, and I hope that you have great outings in the Boundary Waters. I'm sure you will, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, it was great to chat with you again. Nick Gordon is the owner of Now Outdoors Expedition Company. As we mentioned, he's got a couple of trips coming up to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. If you're interested or if you want to learn more, check out his website, nowoutdoors.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. 
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can find out all about these opportunities at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us once again now is the Director of Florence County Economic Development, Eric Prince. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us again. Welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Always nice to talk with you, Dan. Well, what's going on up there in Florence County? When this airs, it'll be July already. I'll bet you guys are going to be busy up there. Yeah, it's really kind of picked up. I've had quite a few people reach out about events that they're having at their caverns or in their towns and, you know, the fireworks and all that stuff. So our traffic has definitely picked up up here. We finally got a little bit of rain. That was good at the tail end of the weekend there. But this whole July 4th weekend is supposed to be pretty nice weather, so I can only expect that there's going to be quite a few people visiting, and I hope they enjoy all of the festivities and and enjoy what we have here in Florence County. Great. Well, what kind of things can we do if we go up there this week? Well, you know what? When you're coming into town, the town of Florence, the American Legion Post 211 is putting on a Brock Pride. They do it every year, July 4th weekend. So this is happening on Saturday, today, from 11 to 3. They told me they had about 350 people come through last year. So it's a good turnout. It's a fun community event that people participate in. So that should be a good thing today. And then also today, the Mineshaft Bar and Grill, which is located up at Camping in the Clouds on Route 2. At 6 o'clock tonight, they have Kazoo Rock and Roll with D.B. Rouse. A little bit further out from Florence, you go to Long Lake, the Fire and EMS is doing a parade and picnic from 12 to 4 today. They're having food and brats, beer, soda. They're going to have 50-50 meat raffles, that kind of thing. I think they have a UTV. There's going to be a parade and all sorts of fun stuff going on in Long Lake. It's, it's really a cool little town. There's quite a few things going on down there. Down there also on Saturday in Long Lake, at Roadhouse 139, they're going to have Crossroads Band from 5 to 10. And you go into Sunday, they're going to have another band from 1 to 5 out on their patio with Bobby Vintage. On Sunday, out in Spread Eagle, I think you know about the Badwater Skeeters, the water ski show. Okay, uh, sure. Have in Spread Eagle. Sure. They're putting on a show on Sunday, July 2nd at 6 o'clock. And they're actually going to do a show on July 4th itself at 2. Those are a couple of things that we have going on this weekend. All right. You said one thing that I've never heard of before, kazoo rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but if you were to look up D.B. Rouse and look up kazoo rock and roll, I'll let you make the call on that. He he actually has quite a few people. He's been up there before, Mm -hmm. and uh, people really enjoy it. Check it out. He's he's got some stuff out out there on YouTube. All right. I will do that. That's a new one to me, but hey, why not? (laughs) If people want to come up for more than the events, you've got a bunch of waterfalls there. How are they looking this time of year with the drought that we've all been experiencing? On Father's Day, my wife and I did a little bit of hiking, and and we went to Wild Rivers 1, 2, 3, and 4. There's numerous designations throughout the county for the Wild Rivers, for the Popple and Pine. I want to explore all of them because I want to be able to talk about them. We went into Jennings Falls, which is the Popple River off Mulberry Lane, uh, I think it's called, on Highway 101. But you get in there, it's about a mile hike through all the fern, and they're pretty grown and stuff, but it's beautiful back there. The water was not low. I wouldn't say it was high. It was running pretty good. And I've been out to Big Bull Falls on the Popple before. That's designation number three. I really like that, especially when you have kids it's maybe a quarter mile kind of walk. It's not really that bad. 
there was a tree that was down. You know, we did have some wind, and I talked to uh, a buddy of mine over at the DNR, and he's going to check it out and see if he can get that straightened out. Next up is probably going to be LaSalle Falls. I've been to Breakwater, which has a pretty nice water level. I did notice one area along the Popple that seemed to be a little bit low, but it really wasn't too bad. It was very nice, too. The water temperature was pretty nice. My wife and I enjoyed it, and I, I would say for anybody that comes up to Florence County, if they drop by or go to the visitor center or whatever, pick up one of our guides. We have recreational maps that tell you all about it, and we also have a waterfall guide. Or you can even look this stuff up on and go to explorefloricecounty.com. I'll even send it to you in the mail, whatever you want to do. Get a little bit of a plan put together. We, we have some beautiful waterways. Take advantage of the great weather and enjoy the outdoors up here. Well, that sounds good. Now, if people want to come up and stay a day or two, you have campgrounds, and there are a few motels. I know there's at least one in town because I've stayed there at least once. Yeah, we have the bed and breakfast. There's actually been a, an increase in the Airbnbs that we have in the area. A lot of this information you can get right on exploreflorescountycom Go to the lodging section of the website. I try to keep it as updated as I can. We do have the Nicolay Lodge in town. I would at some point in time believe that we're going to have to do another hotel study, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have to get another hotel in here. I see the increase in the traffic of people coming in, and as much as I love my counterpart over at Iron Mountain, over in Michigan, I would love for some people to stay closer and, and enjoy Florence County in Florence County. Some people stay a little bit further out, and then they come in and enjoy. We do have a lot of UTV, ATV trail riders that come up. The trails are fantastic with the Blue Ox trail riders, and they do a fantastic job, as you know. As a matter of fact, uh, right after we talked last, we had the uh, Wisconsin ATV Association came up, and they had a big turnout with an event that they did promoting safety in that. You know, we've had too many deaths on the trail already. This year, Dan, I believe as of today it was 13. Wow. And last year in total it was 21. Oh, and, boy. You know, it's common sense. It's safety. We have to monitor the trails, and, you know, don't ruin it for everybody else. You know, have respect for your fellow, fellow riders. You do often have to travel over private property, and we don't want those private property owners to be upset because of bad drivers and then saying, you know what, I'm not allowing you to go on my trails anymore, right? It's fun to enjoy the great outdoors. As a matter of fact, my, my wife and I are uh, picking up a, a UTV so that we can get out there and enjoy them. But there's no need for some of the craziness. You know, it's always the one bad apple that spoils it for the bunch, and I, I hate to see that. Be safe out there. Yep, good advice for sure. Yeah, I'm on your website, and I'm looking at lodging, and boy, there are a lot of cabins and B&Bs and Airbnbs and, of course, the campgrounds. So there are plenty of places for people to stay if they want to spend a couple of days. Yeah, and, and you know what? By all means, if anyone out there has any questions about the area, what kind of things can you do or where can you stay? Oh, I've called a dozen places and there's nothing open. Call me. They can call me or email me. My information is all on the website. I'm more than happy to give people guidance where to stay up there. I want you to come up and enjoy some of the events. We have a, a disc golf course up at Kai's Peak that people are doing more and more. As a matter of fact, Freddie from the town of Fern, he actually gave me a tour of all the 18-hole disc golf course. It's pretty cool. If you like just being outside and you want to climb up the steps at Kai's Peak, it's a beautiful view of Kai's Lake and the surrounding area from the top. Then up at Kai's Peak as well, we have somebody from the Forestry and Parks that's designing and working on a fat tire bike trail. It's going to be three and a half miles, uh, but that's exciting news. I, I was pretty excited uh, about that. He's, I believe they're starting that in July. So I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on that one. 
there's a whole lot of lakes up here. You know, we have 256 named lakes uh, or thereabouts, and we have 60 that aren't named, although I don't know who's going to go out and, and get their name on a little pond. But um, <laughs> we have a lot of assets up here for people to enjoy, and like I said, if anybody has questions about any of it, they can always call me, and I'll get them in touch with the right people. And um, the pine and popple are two of five wild rivers in the state. They're unbelievable to experience. So if, if you can't, come up and join us. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much. It sounds like there's a lot going on, a lot of opportunity for fun in the outdoors and places to explore there in Florence County. So let's hope that a lot of listeners decide to take the drive up or over or down to Florence County, wherever you happen to be. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Dan. You bet. We'll talk to you again next month. Sounds good. All right. Happy 4th to you and everyone up there. Thank you. You too. Eric Prince is the Economic Development Director for Florence County. This is brought to you by ExploreFlorenceCounty.com, and that's where you can find all the information on things we talked about and more. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Be your guide, Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of Duck Hunters Everywhere. To learn more about the world's leader in wetlands conservation, visit ducks.org. And we're brought to you by Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com. 
and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. If our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing where you live, you can always watch past episodes online at milwaukeepbs.org. And the Deer Hunt Wisconsin show for the last several years is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. You can find this show online in a few different places. You can check out lake-link.com, go to their outdoor radio page, and you can download this show, take it with you, and listen at your leisure. You can also find it on the Outdoor News website. Go to outdoornews.com slash podcast and uh, enjoy it there as well. You can find Dan on social media throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And as I mentioned earlier, as of now, Thursday evening, we still have two openings in my Ballard's Black Island trip on Lake of the Woods in September. The dates are September 11 through 15, uh, four nights on the island, three days of guided fishing, walleyes, bass, northerns, muskies, and big panfish. Everything's included, guides, boats, bait, tackle, lodging, all the meals, and they're great meals indeed. And our friends from Stormy Cromer are coming along, and they're going to bring some special gifts for us. So if you are interested, contact Black Island now. It may be gone by the time you hear this, but there are two spots as of this recording, blackisland.com. Click on the Trips tab, look for my name, and you'll get all the information you need. The DNR is hosting a Learn to Hunt Black Bear webinar on Wednesday, July 12th. And this webinar starts at noon, and there will be time for questions and answers after several informative presentations. And this is not a take the course and then get to hunt black bear like the deer hunt and the turkey hunt learn to hunts are often. This is uh, an informative introduction to bear hunting. So if you've never done it, you want to learn more, or if you've got a friend who's interested, let them know uh, Wednesday the 12th of July at noon, on the DNR website. For more information, go to the DNR website and type in the keywords bear hunting webinar. And we hope that by this weekend, the smoke from Canadian wildfires will have dissipated, but boy, it's still been bothering us and causing hazy conditions around the upper Midwest. So check your local weather forecast for hazardous weather alerts. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. Today, for most listeners, that's July 1st. They're back in concert at the Big Top on uh, Mount Ashwa Bay, Big Top Chautauqua there at the top of the hill. For details and more upcoming events, visit warrennelson.com and click on the media page. Well, Jeff, you got fireworks uh, plans or Fourth of July plans? Uh, no, we, we'll probably do parade, you know, that type of stuff, but uh, uh, we'll send the kids to bed before fireworks get going. There you go. <laughs> well, folks, if you do fireworks, be careful with the backyard displays, um, fire hazards. Uh, of course, are always there with fireworks, especially with dry conditions that we have. So whatever you do, have a safe and enjoyable Fourth of July weekend. And join me and Jeff again next week. Get outside this weekend, but join us next week for Outdoors Radio. It's fishing on one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you When my wrist gets a little chilly On the gunnel 
Lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, 